welcome to Stuff You Should Know with Maisie and Tim. Just kidding. So welcome to the Marvelous Mrs. Maisie. Today we're talking about Moon Knight. My name is Maisie Lod. My name is Tim Bridge. And if you, if you are just joining us now, uh, yeah. what I would just simply like to point out is that we watch the movies in order of cinematic release in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and talk about them. Today we're talking about Moon Knight. I, and if you're just joining us now, why? Yeah. Uh, send me a message on Instagram. Why was this the one that you yeah. were like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll hop in. What was I'll the selling point? Moon Knight. And don't get me wrong. We're happy you're here. Please stay. Oh, ecstatic. Over the moon. My yes. moon time is over the moon night moon. <clears throat> Good night, moon. Anyway. Maisie, thoughts and expectations going into moon night. I don't even remember what I said. I'm pretty sure I said I knew nothing and maybe thought the vampires were involved. Uh-huh. And uh, no. Nah. <laughs> I rue the day when I get to be like, oh, I was not wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, so, so we know that I love witch stuff, anything pirates, witch related, but also on that list is ancient Egypt. Those are things that I find fascinating. I did a project on mummification in the fifth grade. Shout out to Mr. Cross, an avid listener of the podcast. Um, and so that was pretty cool. Uh, thoughts and expectations going into this, didn't know anything like intentionally didn't Google anything. Um, new Oscar Isaac from hosting Saturday night live um that's it from the truly that's it and he also was my <laughs> pick to play uh we know this jerry garcia jerry garcia yeah. yeah but lost out to jonah hill anyways that's what i knew so this show was confusing and then got more confusing uh but yeah sure. yeah what did you know about it beforehand uh i knew moon knight a little bit i i uh Moon Knight's kind of an interesting comic for them to adapt specifically because it's really wacky and out there. Like it's mm -hmm. really just about this, I guess schizophrenic was what they were using at the time. Uh, just like this multiple personality, just all over the place, like troubled, m violent man who is beneath the boot of Khonshu, the yeah. God. Uh, so I, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Uh, it'll definitely be kind of neutered a little bit. The the comics are a little bit more on the uh, R-rated side. Oh, okay. Uh, versus this, but uh, I don't know. I was expecting I was expecting it to be pretty good. I, Oscar Isaac, pretty famously, he was in the Star the most recent Star Wars movies. He's a tremendous actor. He's a great actor. He's a tremendous actor. He's like really, really good. This is like so, one of the better performances I think I've seen. Yeah, in the in, MCU for sure. In the yeah. MCU and like, and I mean, I don't know if it was Oscar worthy, obviously, because it's a TV show, Maisie, you idiot. Mm. But also like. Uh, <laughs> it is Oscar worthy, Oscar Isaac worthy. But, but, but. <laughs> uh, but he's been in, he's in a, a, a ton of movies that are like, he's in um, uh, Ex Machina, A Most Violent Year, uh, Annihilation, um, uh, Inside Lewin Davis, which oh, is a yeah. Was that his, like, breakout role? Yeah, uh, yeah okay. and he's incredible. So, uh, but he semi famously, after doing this most recent Star Wars trilogy, he's like, I hated doing that. Like, he was just really? like, okay. that's uh, like, and he was, he also was a villain in one of the X Men movies. Like, he uh, did doing he had to put it a from bunch like of makeup a on. 
being in a MCU movie or like hated from an artist it? standpoint I think he okay. was just like it's just selling a product I mean yeah. that happened with a lot of the actors in this Star Wars most recent Star Wars trilogy yeah, that's a kind of a nightmare but but when he was announced for it I was like oh okay so this is gonna be this is gonna be pretty fun this is gonna be pretty good yeah and um I don't know I I like this series yeah. uh uh but it is it's jumbled i have I do have it some is, issues with it it's but. pretty complicated um yeah. i do uh want to say real quick that the last time we kind of talked about uh mental health and like mental uh issues in the mcu was actually i think back when we were discussing one of the iron man movies when iron man 3 uh, I think. iron yeah. man 3 yeah when uh robert johnny jr's character iron man <laughs> was like <laughs> dealing with some alcoholism problems and you know we get well, to iron man that. 2 he had some alcoholism and then iron man 3 he had like ptsd yeah okay so both of those were like yeah. i thought i thought they were dealt with pretty well and this one in this show it, it obviously was much more of a plot device i felt yeah. like rather than um humanizing the experience of having dissociative yeah maybe a little bit it it's one of those things where it's like Anytime they do like mental health, like anytime a show is praised for its mental health portrayal, which I even think that this isn't so bad. Yeah. It's just the fact that it's always tied to, well, sometimes he snaps and goes mega violent, which yeah. I don't like that association. Yeah. Uh, but like, because... is it medically possible? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, this disassociative disorder that yeah. he's sort of a, you know, uh, uh, split personality. Well, uh, I think it's called something different now. It used to be called multiple personality disorder. It's now I think called it's dissociative identity disorder. DID, yes. Yeah, uh, I think. Yes. Uh, but yeah, this this is an interesting series. Which uh, Yondu. Which um, Yondu. Uh, you want to talk about cast? Yeah, let's talk about the cast here. Uh, I mean, obviously, we've talked about Oscar Isaac. I'm a mm -hmm. big fan of him. Big fan. Big We're fan, big fan of Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. I would recommend going and watching some of his uh, other movies. Okay. Because uh, he's a very good actor. And you shouldn't just know him from SNL and Moon Knight. Okay. Maybe not. Um, uh, May Kalamwi. Kalamwi. Uh, she's an Egyptian actress. She plays uh, the love interest in this uh this picture i don't know i didn't know her at all so Me neither. yeah she was pretty good uh kareem el hakim f murray abraham lends the voice to Kanshu. you want to know is... what is funny to me what is funny to you? that he played solieri in uh mm -hmm. wolfgang amadeus mozart bringing us back to day one baby <laughs> amadeus baby. Yeah, amadeus <laughs> um he i'm not talking about wolverine no you're not talking about Wolverine. <laughs> um i love f murray abraham yeah and, great yeah. i love that yeah. voice holy shit are you kidding yeah, that was great booming and just like it's exactly what it needed to be it was a little um, uh bane-y but oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh yes yeah <laughs> you are the moon knight yeah uh ethan hawk is the villain of this suit no you're 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 you're, you're he's so good as the villain that i hate him he's like pretty good in this <laughs> and like i hated him initially and i was like oh this fucker's gonna be the villain in this and i also get him mixed up with kevin bacon pretty extensively because they so. look precisely alike um there he's fun i don't know he i think he's a great actor he's in the uh the before trilogy ethan uh, hawk is yeah 
And that's, isn't he also in um, Dead Poet Society? Also in yes. the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in the Before Trilogy. He's in uh, Dead Poet Society. He's, you know, he's Ethan Hawke. People yeah. know who Ethan Hawke is. Um, he has fun in this role. I think yeah. he's just doing this, like, gravelly, like, oh, you don't like, understand. Yeah, being Gunch. both, he gets to be both a cult leader and, like, a sorcerer and a psychiatrist. It was yeah. great. He just has these like kind like eyes that are like, yeah. oh, yes. I'm sorry, old woman, but you're gonna die because yeah. you touched my wrists now. Yeah. Like, also very... pretty, like very rapture vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are the main stars of the show. We also have Anne Akinjirin, David Ganley, Khalid Abdallah, Gaspard Uliel, uh, a bunch of people also in this series pretty unknown cast outside of our main uh couple people but i i loved the diversity i really did yeah it was really nice to see and like really nice to see some new fresh faces especially since their ethnicities actually line up with the people that they're playing which is always good to see we love and and it's and it's and i'm not gonna give hollywood a pat on the back because they should be doing this from day one sure but here we are uh, uh, with an Egyptian series knowing full well that they're not just casting white people as Egyptians. Oscar Isaac should have been Jerry Garcia. Garcia, you know, okay, anyway. <laughs> are we doing Jonah that? Hill. All right. Launch into the plot. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, this entire series was directed by a man named Mohamed Diab. Uh, the first episode is titled The Goldfish Problem. Stephen Grant works at the British Museum in London where he hopes to become a tour guide using his knowledge of ancient Egypt. After Pause. Going that to... was actually my career goal when I was a young person. Really? To be like a museum curator for Egypt. And I, I mean, love the it? British Museum. What is it about like um, the American education system that just puts so much emphasis on Egyptian and like mummies and like learning about mummification? Like why? It's so interesting that like, well, I yeah, think that me too. That would be, I want, yes, me too. I yeah. would have wanted to do that. But, I mean, like, I do think that it? there is a pretty obvious answer to this and I'm happy to like go into this if you want. But I think like ancient Egypt, both, both being like a pillar of like history of the world as we know it, uh is able to combine like when you're in fifth grade of course you want to be learning about dead bodies of course you want to be learning about mythology but then also being able to learn about like history and like art too it's like a really perfect uh prism of uh i don't know educational opportunity the humanities sort of thing you can can look at it from an artistic perspective yeah if if someone asked me if they could pull my brain out of my nose with a hook after i died you you're goddamn right i would say yes you can do that to me while i'm alive come on yeah Mm, bring it on it's no i mean it kind of felt like that (laughs) pulling your brain yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's actually how to cure it i heard it on the alex jones show oh uh, after going to sleep one night, he wakes up in the Austrian Alps and witnesses a cult meeting led by Arthur Harrow, played by uh, our boy Ethan Hawke, who demands a scarab Grant unknowingly has in his possession. As he attempts to escape, he has several blackouts and hears a mysterious voice in his head before waking up in his home. Maisie, what the fuck is going on? Right what, off what the bat, you- we're like... Oh, this is definitely a bad dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first, I want to know if Arthur Harrow is Harrow is in the comics, and then mm-hmm. I also want to. What was I going to say? 
Mm, that's all I remember from being from watching this. Oh, it also just kind of reminded me of the vibes in Black Widow a little bit, but um, I don't. I think that's neither here nor there. Uh, Arthur Harrow is a comic book villain. Um, like uh, just beyond Moon Knight. Fault. Uh, yes, but he usually is a Moon Knight villain. Okay. He's they they followed his uh story pretty to a T about like used to be the hand of Khonshu. Now he's not. Now he's the sound I make when God. I sleep. Kashu, yeah. Kashu, Kashu. <laughs> that did you get good... that when I texted that to you? Yes, I did. It was funny. I laughed. <laughs> I did a giggle. Um, is Arthur Harrow? Does he have a cane in the comics? I don't know okay. much about. I know I'm not going to pretend that I do, but okay. um, he, it, you know, Amit, the main villain. He's like a leader of a cult that worships a different. A specific Egyptian god named Amit, mm-hmm. and it's all about judging people the before dead, they the even commit a crime and, oh, and, okay. and stuff like that. Uh, cool. That's 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 essentially what his character was doing there. Sweet. But um, what were your thoughts about the black? Like, what were your thought about like Stephen Grant keeps blacking out and waking up in different, you know? I think what was the weirdest thing was the fact that like after watching all the episodes, I was like, why didn't this happen sooner? Like what specifically about this right now is happening? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it was it was scary and it was weird and it was interesting. And I was like, how's Marvel going to pull this off as like a a, a PTSD bad dream? Yeah. Um, What is the justification? Exactly. As he is just right. Grant realizes that two days have passed since he went to sleep. He was supposed to go on a date with yeah. a lady, and the lady's like, he didn't call me back. They yeah. all have uh, Went to a very... steak restaurant. I ordered steak, and I ate it already. I don't think that's what she says, <laughs> like, uh, He has a bit. His, I'm just going to say this. He's got a goofy yeah. British accent in this series. I won't say it's bad, but Grant. it's very goofy. It's fun. It I was like. when he like, says in it. Pe- people, when the trailer first came out, were like, He's gonna he's gonna talk like that, like oh, I know what he's going like he, he's yeah. just an American uh, guy, yeah. like, you know. Uh, so it's very interesting that that was the choice that was made. Yeah, I'm also uh, wondering like was it, he you know? was he hoping for it to be like a perfect accent because like when you find out that it's truly not who he really is, it's yeah, like intentionally it's supposed goofy. to be goofy. It's, it's supposed to be goofy. It's supposed to be accurate. like oh, I'm like a, I'm literally no bloke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, blokes. Oh, oh gosh, mum. Yeah. Mm. It's great. Big fan. Gutted. <laughs> Absolutely gutted, mate. Uh, uh, he finds a hidden phone and key card in his apartment and receives a call from the most frequent number in the phone's call log, a woman named Layla, who addresses him as Mark. The next day, Grant is confronted by Harrow, who reveals that he is a servant of the Egyptian goddess Amit. Honestly, that sentence went from zero to 100 very quickly. (laughs) Hey, uh, I got confronted at work and he's just like, oh, I'm a servant of the goddess Amit. Oh, you remember ancient Egypt? Also, I just want to say something I really it was it's minor, but something I really liked about the show was how they set up the fact that uh, Stephen had like a sleepwalking issue without like directly saying it but like putting the sand around him and like the you know the the tape on the door and stuff exactly like it sets up this thing where he's just like okay so that's how i know if i've like yeah. entered this you know weird state that i'm in uh yeah. 
but it's not really sleepwalking. It's that he has lack of control over his conscious soul. Um, Grant escapes from Harrow, but is forced to remain at work that night on his own to make up for being late. He's got this uh, real bitch of a boss who's just yeah. like, I Stevie. Um, oh, Stevie. Um, oh, Stevie. You got to stay late, Stevie. Man, that's a fun way to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote, was... summons a jackal-like creature to attack Grant, but his reflection has to take control of the body. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, this, that's this whole time, we're just like going back and forth with like his his shadow self. Yeah, so when, when he is like looking in the mirror and there's just like regular Oscar Isaac just being like, give me control of the yeah. body, Stephen. And then he does, and then he's in the Moon Knight outfit, and that is the end of the first ep- episode. Grant yeah. agrees, transforming into a cloaked warrior, kills the jackal, Moon Knight! Yeah, something I also didn't realize until later on in the series is like how different Grant's Moon Knight suit is from Mark's Moon Knight suit. Yeah. So funny and the, silly. But the it's like a yeah, like the a, Mr. Knight. Yeah. Or whatever. It's yeah. like a one's like a mummy and one's like a suit that's just all white. One's like very much like a superhero, like, yeah. oh I'm I got a cape and I got my the cape but looks like a moon and yeah. you know, I have the battle thing and he's just in a suit with like a mask and he's yeah. just like, Oh right, I all right, I'll be a superhero today. Look no. quite good, don't I? Isn't it? <laughs> uh episode two some of the suit um grant is blamed for the damage caused by the jackal creature due to it not appearing on the museum's security cameras and is fired he uses the key card to access the storage locker where he finds the scarab he speaks with his reflection another identity in grant's body that introduces himself as american mercenary mark specter the current avatar of the Egyptian moon god Khonshu. So we see him uh, a little in the first episode and then like officially meet him in the second episode. But uh, Khonshu is the fully CGI F. Murray, Murray Abraham voiced, uh, what is it, like a dead bird skull? Yeah, head. it looks like one of those yeah. um, uh, hats that like an old apothecary would wear during the yes. plague. Yeah, very mm-hmm. spooky. Um, uh, I have a huge issue with the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Like the scarab is this thing that Harrow wants so badly. And you're going to mm-hmm. tell me that he could have just broken into Mark's house or, or Grant's house or whatever, gotten the keys and gone to a storage unit. Like that's too easy. Yeah. It's with how powerful the, Harrow is. That was like my main issue with like the stump, the, the jumping the plotting. Off of yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a little lazily plot yeah. put together. I would agree with that hundred percent um so yeah he just gets access to the storage locker he starts talking to his reflection uh we learn a little bit more information about that uh grant is confronted by layla who we learn is specter's wife who is unaware of grant's existence before being arrested by police officers working for harrow Uh, trouble in paradise am i right yikes yeah, I mean, what we got, we got a lot of, I mean, it's all mystery. It's all like building that mystery. This is another one of those things where, where I, much like Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, where I knew that Mysterio yeah. was a villain uh, going into it versus you not, I knew the whole Moon Knight split personality deal. Yeah. And they spend a lot of time like in the, these first couple episodes being like, 
ooh, what's the mist? And I'm like, I know, I know yeah. already. So it's one of those things where I'm just like, I wish I had yeah. less of a... More like Spider-Man fart from home. Jesus Christ. Um... Spider-Man work from home, COVID edition. Okay. <laughs> Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do a little short film during COVID called Spider-Man work from home? <laughs> you're welcome, Marvel, if you're listening. You're welcome. Go to the past. Use your time stone. Okay. <laughs> Hera reveals that he was Khonshu's previous avatar until he chose instead to follow Amit. He explains that he wants to use the scarab to find Amit's tomb and resurrect her so she can purge humanity of evil by wiping out everyone who has or will commit evil deeds. We got another bad guy who wants to do a big, big genocide. Yeah. Uh that's the that's the gambit, baby. That Wait, is uh, that's what we're that's the crux of the whole operation. That's what we're fucking dealing with. We got a crocodile lady who wants to suck up everybody's goo souls. Been there. Blah, wish I hadn't. <laughs> uh yeah. Why was why was Amit if Amit's a god, why are they buried? Why is there uh well they she got i i think it was a, a punishment type thing we get oh. a, we'll, we'll probably get a in the next episode where they talk to the gods the amit's sealed and then they do the same thing to Kanchu. right and yes so, they like, yeah. seal them in the little in the little oscar uh, winner award award little the oscar little award. oscar isaac awards yeah. um Layla rescues Grant, but Harrow summons another jackal creature. Grant manages to summon a suit of his own to fight the jackal, but is overpowered and allows Spectre to take control. So he does the Mr. Knight suit thing. Yeah. He's, he's like, um, uh, actually, I look quite good, I think. I'll try this out, yeah. It's a, it's a way for him to kind of ex- keep control over the body and use the suit without having to relinquish control. That's a big thing in this yeah the show is like the push and pull of like mark and uh and steven of who controls the body yeah and i mean i don't know if this is part of the plot but like the fact that uh steven is like actually starts to be good at fighting because you're like well it's actually mark or if it, it would be funnier provide more comic relief if he was just like terrible at fighting I mean, there's a couple moments. Yeah. There's like where he's like, all right, everybody, chill out. Yeah. Uh, And then he starts getting stabbed and he's like, Mark, take Mark, take the body. Take the body. Yeah. (laughs) But I think the idea is that he's just channeling Khonshu or whatever through the uh, through I don't know. It's comic book jargony shit. Fuck it. He looks good and it's Oscar Isaac. So yeah. I ain't complaining. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Grant, man, okay. Spectre kills the jackal, but loses the scarab to Harrow. Khonshu threatens to claim Layla as his next avatar if Spectre fails to stop Harrow. Uh, so throughout this, Khonshu's a real dickhead. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a, uh, we've seen gods throughout this whole thing. We just, we just wish Thor Love and Thunder that, you know, takes the piss at gods. Sort yeah, of. where were these gods in Thor, Love, and Thunder? Yeah, probably in the background. So I bet if we hit the pause button, yeah, we could see a couple of them in the background somewhere. But, Conchu but yeah, asshole. that's the, yeah, Conchu asshole. Okay. 
Should we just let's just hammer through this, yeah. okay? Harrow and his followers discover the location of Amit's tomb in the Egyptian desert in Cairo. Specter and Grant both experience blackouts while tracking a lead to Harrow's location. So there was this instance where both Stephen and Mark were like, "Oh, I didn't do that." When yeah. he like like he, he st- and it's always waking up in like a wildly violent situation. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, what's uh, happening? What's this is happening? also where that TikTok trend came from. I never knew that. <laughs> what TikTok trend? There's the, a TikTok trend. Every day I wake up when I start to wake up, and then it's like <sighs> different. Oh, thing. is that? But that's, that's a thing. It's and I think it's from ostensibly that? from midnight. Okay, I don't know anything. <laughs> I it. <laughs> Uh, after failing to gain information, Kanchi calls a council between his fellow Egyptian gods and their avatars to warn them of Harrow's plans, but Harrow successfully denies the accusation. So it's in the Egyptian pyramid. Uh, they they have all the avatars of the gods come walking through, and they're like, "Hey, yeah." And uh, then here's my, here's one thing. I have two things to say about this yes. real quick. One. This was definitely missing, like a Pete Davidson eating Chinese food in the side. Like, I didn't want to be anyone's fucking avatar, but here I am. Like, what do we have to talk about? Like, some kind of like stupid, like, there could have been a lot of comedy here. It was very self serious, this scene, you know? And then, secondly, this also was way too easy for the for the avatars to be like he says he's not doing anything wrong so we shouldn't investigate this yeah again a little lazily plotted here to just be like no we don't believe you kanchu i mean exactly i mean and 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 oscar isaac is doing like a very hammy sort of like you must believe me yeah kind of like as Kanchu is speaking through him uh which is very goofy and very fun uh and like i get it they don't want to trust Kanchu and everything but like still this it sounds dangerous it seems like they didn't do a good job with like setting up like there's no i think i I was reading a little bit about like fan reactions at the time because this released episodically but i kind of binged it when it all came out um and at the time people were like oh the gods are like doing a thing where they're just pretending to be fucking stupid yeah so that later they can like get him or whatever uh and no it's just that they were fucking stupid so uh yeah that's dumb that's kind of bad but what you gonna do uh what you gonna do but uh fear the wrath of amit don't fear the don't fear the wrath of Amit. Okay. Hathor's avatar, Yatzil. All right. Hathor is an Egyptian god. Hathor's avatar, Yatzil, tells Spectre to find the sarcophagus of a Medje who knew of the location of Amit's tomb. This is where the, it loses. This the show's kind of losing me a little bit. Yeah. Is episode three kind of into episode four? I mean, the little... rest of the show is wackadoo. Oh, it 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 goes in a million different yeah. directions. Uh, but also, this I... part is straight up a little boring and yeah. just like, okay, what? I also love the uh, just real quick. 
Yeah. It was like a comic relief thing that Stephen Grant did about when he heard the idea of an avatar. He was like, oh, yeah, I love the blue people from that movie. And they were like, no. And he was like, oh, the kid with the arrow on his head. And they were like, no. It was no, great. we're I doing a different thing. Yeah. That's, that was great. Let's get those references out of the way. Uh, Layla finds Spectre and takes him to meet with Anton Mogart, an acquaintance who owns the sarcophagus. Hera arrives and destroys it, forcing Spectre, Grant, and Layla to fight off Mogart's men and escape into the desert. Uh, I don't remember this sequence. It was like there there was a sarcophagus just like randomly in a in a pyramid tomb kind of thing, a la the Louvre. It looked very like Louvre-y. Yeah. Um, and he like walks up to the sarcophagus and Layla's trying to uh, kind of distract Mogart, but because uh, Spectre slash Grant needs to like put together parts of the yes. mummy to like, oh, get the, yeah. the, the, the how part, the night oh, sky. Yeah. And this together. is where we get one of our references to uh, the MCU. Oh, because they, they reference um, Mount Kilimanjaro. What is A, it? <laughs> Madripoor. Madripoor. They yeah. reference Madripoor. So this, another thing about this show, which is kind of interesting, is it's like largely not- Unrelated. Completely unrelated. Like they yeah. do not, and the only only two mentions in one of them is this episode where one of them is just like, oh, we even have people from Madripoor here or yeah. whatever. It's, it's so like unrelated that. and unnecessary. It's, it's like cute that they threw it in there, but doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. And there's really no just like, yeah. uh, it's, it, it's, it'll, I would be shocked if we see Moon Knight like, and Doctor Strange team up like in the future. Like I would, like I, this feels like yeah. Oscar Isaac was probably like, hey, just so you know, I'm only doing this shit. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna, do not bring me back for an Avengers fucking movie. I am not gonna yeah. do it. I won't be in it. Just make up a thing about why I'm not there. But, okay. And I support that. Uh, Grant assembles some of the sarcophagus fragments into a star map, but it is 2,000 years out of date. Kanchu uses his powers to briefly turn back the night sky to the correct night, allowing Grant and Layla to find Amit's tomb. The other gods imprison Kanchu in an Ushapti for this, leaving Grant and Spectre's body without Kanchu's powers. So he turns back the night sky. We get a F. Murray Abraham talking moment, which we're always a big fan of. I mean, I personally really liked this scene. I just thought it was really cool looking and yeah. wish there was more of that. Cause I yeah, I mean, cool. he's doing crazy moons. He's just like, yeah. I remember every yeah. night. Love that spooky <laughs> <shit. laughs> yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. It's like, uh, what, you know how they tried to sell iPads when they had the gyroscope, when you could like look at the night sky and like turn the iPad around. Yeah. It's like, that's you... this constellation. That yeah. Constellation. Yeah. It was just like that. It was just like that. <laughs> Episode four, the tomb. Grant and Layla find a deserted campsite at the location of Amit's tomb, which is a maze in the shape of the Eye of Horus. No fucking way. Yo, <laughs> you know that thing that you vaguely remember from middle school? Mm -hmm. There it is. They discover that some of Harrow's men have been killed by undead Egyptian priests. Ooh, we get some like zombie shit They're in so this episode. Cool. I love that part. Genuinely, this is going all over the place. Yeah. And I kind of love it. Uh so they're like going through these Egyptian tombs and there's just like these green zombie people. These like black and green zombie people who are like doing the put the organs in the jars yeah. thing. They're literally killing a guy on a slab. There's fresh blood. I wish the rest of the show was just about that. 
Yeah, like I let like I love tombs. We love yeah, tombs. We love mummies. Tombs. Give me this shit. Uh, <laughs> uh they attack Grant and Layla. Layla defeats the priest, but encounters Harrow, who claims that Spectre was one of the mercenaries who murdered her archaeologist father, Abdallah Al Fauli. Grant finds the tomb and discovers that Amit's last avatar was Alexander the Great. Random. Yeah. Uh, he then shoves his fucking hand down his down throat. Alexander the Great's throat and retrieves Amit's Ushabti from inside Alexander's body. Uh, so we, oh, we skipped over this thing about, I mean, Layla and Mark are in the middle of a dicey. Oh yeah, they, they, they're not they're not mentioning this in the thing, but uh, yeah, the entire relationship between uh, Layla and Mark and now Stephen is like Stephen kisses her, yeah, and like she's starting to trust Stephen more uh, because and Stephen is intentionally being like, well, you don't really. He seems like kind of a jerk, doesn't he? Yeah, like and it's like the same person. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and 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 the whole like he was an archaeologist and like witnessed the death of her father. Yeah. Again, needlessly complex. Yeah. And just like kind of. But also kind of lazy in, the... in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, it's just like how do you make someone mad at someone? You give them a reveal in the middle that they killed their father. Or yeah. Okay. Jesus. See it time and time again. Time and time again. The same thing happened to Harry Potter. Yeah. Same thing happened to Bucky Barnes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right? Oh boy, <laughs> we did this for, I did this all for nothing. <laughs> Layla angrily confronts Spectre who reveals that his partner killed Layla's father and Spectre himself before Conchu revived Spectre as his avatar. Harrow arrives and shoots Spectre who wakes up in a psychiatric hospital populated by people from his life. Maisie. Huh? It's just so many questions. And yeah. when this happened, just such a stark difference between how the show, I mean, like, obviously, intentionally so, a stark, mm -hmm. like, left turn out of left field. And I was intrigued. And I was like, are they going to make this into some kind of, like, afterlife purgatory kind of moment? And I was, like, right and wrong in that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I it's no idea very interesting. Happen. And I, having been kind of bored by episode three and a lot of episode four, there's like Alexander the Great. I don't know who fucking, what? What yeah. are you doing? Like, like cool for the historians that are watching, but like also doesn't really mean much. I mean, like for what it's worth, he was a good, you know, really good, you know. He was great. He was a great guy. Love that guy. Alex you was might great. Even, you might even say he was Alexander the Great. Yeah, you perhaps. <laughs> perhaps you would. Doesn't matter. But then this moment happens where he gets killed in the like, tomb. Make it and Jimmy then... Hoffa. Sorry. <laughs> where is he? Um, the <laughs> this was fucking crazy, and yeah. like it, 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 it really jolts you back into the series. It makes you kind of go like, "Oh shit, what the hell was this yeah. all a dream? Is this all like a?" But what a hail with... Mary, Jesus! Oh, yeah. absolutely. And so we get a, a scene where, uh, after escaping from Harrow, who appears as a therapist at the hospital, so he goes and Ethan Hawke is playing. A, 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 so essentially, what this scene is telling us is everything that we've seen so far is bullshit, and he's just a mental patient in the hospital. Yes, but also, 
I just I thought the way that they incorporated the um, like the columns and the canopic jars and yep. like the the Egypt stuff, but still in like a hospital like office mm -hmm. was very like, what's going on and it's here? It's trippy. It's like so yeah. trippy and like the way that everything is designed. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Uh, they uh, so but uh, he escapes Harrow and he finds Grant in a separate body trapped in a sarcophagus. So he opens a sarcophagus and he finds. Steven, who's just like, ay, ay. and yeah. they're different people. They're separate yes, people the now. Two, two separate people. They also see a second sarcophagus with someone else trapped inside. Uh, they don't open that one and are greeted by a female hippopotamus headed figure. And then they scream, episode ends. Okay, so we got this big old hippopotamus. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I hate the CGI. Hate yeah. it. Some of the CGI in this is really crappy yeah like there there are specifically when they when he wakes up from like killing those guys and then conchu's just like sitting on a rock or whatever yeah at like half the time conchu looks really good and half the time it looks yeah, like a fucking playstation that? character it's yeah unbelievable there are some that i like but also like if you're dealing dealing with like these i don't know it's supposed to be extremely what's the right word otherworldly characters i guess even though they're yeah. like gods from earth like i don't know i wish they were just like more serious in their cgi because they look goofy they look goofy yeah they look like i don't know and this has been a criticism of the mcu that's actually come up and um might be addressed by marvel there's a there i mean vfx artists are kind of famously not unionized and they're one of the last like falling pillars of like the film community that doesn't have a union uh, and desperately needs one and you see stories over and over and over again another one came out uh i remember i remember they announced and a couple of months before endgame came out they just came out and were like oh hey endgame's coming out a month earlier and everyone was like oh that's awesome super hype about that but they didn't tell the vfx artists and so the vfx artists essentially got one less month to work on a on a Jeez. movie there there's 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 just stuff about them overworking and and because they have to stick to their Marvel yeah. whatever release schedule, the product suffers. And that's yeah. why like a lot of CGI in the MCU is like really bad looking. Like Thor, Love and Thunder looked bad. Uh, parts of Doctor Strange were not great looking. Yeah. Black Panther's final fight scene looks like a you know bad cut scene. It's... It's a problem in the industry. It's industry wide, and we you see it in fucking everything. Yeah, uh, and it's it's maddening. It's kind of it's yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, especially like because I I I would be okay being scared by these like god creatures, and I realized that yeah. the, that this god in particular, <clears throat> I think is like a fertility god, maybe yeah, uh, is supposed to be like sweet and kind Loving, and everything, yeah. but like I I'm not like don't be shy here yeah i mean the the I, I think that you look at some of the history of some of the like creepier things use some practical effects you yeah. know if if amit was like a, a a like animatronic like gator head and then you like cgi the rest of the body that would look way better i think yeah. and 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 that you know in that regard it's just like effort uh, we're not going to put effort into it when we can just throw to a you know VFX third party group and say, oh, it was their fault that it got fucked up.
but whatever. If you're going to have fully CGI characters in your thing and you're a billion, majillion dollar studio, make Put it look money good. money where your mouth is, pal. Uh, the hippopotamus-headed woman is the Egyptian goddess Taweret. Taweret? Taweret. Taweret. Who explains that Spectre and Grant are dead and the psychiatric hospital is a boat sailing through the Duat, the Egyptian afterlife. She weighs their hearts on the scales of justice to determine whether they can enter the field of reeds, but the hearts are imbalanced by hidden memories that she suggests they explore together. So this episode is really taking a break from the plot of the uh, of the show to just kind of be like, oh, hey, by the way, here's their backstory and here's why everything yeah. happened the way it did, which and worked. I, I thought that their exploration of the the hidden memory stuff was I thought that was actually done very well. Mm. Um, but the whole like dead Egyptian afterlife psych- psychiatric hospital it was so complicated. Yeah, it's a convoluted thing like oh, most people just think of it as a boat, but you think of it as a hospital and you have weird heart yeah. stuff and you have to go back through. Like if you just took out the boat part or the yeah. Excuse me. Um, there, this this episode needed so much less for it to mm-hmm. land for me. All right, that's fair. Yeah. I think that they're playing with a complicated thing of just like they got to play with the comics and they got to play with Egyptian history yeah. and uh, mythology. Uh, so I, I was forgiving of it, and I thought that it lar- this episode largely worked for me uh, right. of all of the episodes. Um, uh we also start this episode or i don't know if it was this episode or or the last episode when we cut to the uh what's it called the 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 hospital we see steven is watching a video which is uh like a kids tv adventure series uh where the lead is yeah an archaeologist named dr stephen grant yes You kind of get this uh, Indiana Jones thing that is like, oh, this is who he's supposed to be uh, trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a British accent and is like very smart and knows a lot about, you know, uh, archaeology, archaeology and history and stuff like that. Anyways, uh, Grant sees a memory of Spectre's younger brother, Randall, drowning and Spectre's mother blaming him for it. While Spectre shows Grant how he became Khonshu's avatar while on a mission with his partner Bushman, who murdered Layla's father. Spectre and Grant convince Toweret to help them return to the living world so they can stop Harrow, and she steers the boat towards the gates of Osiris. Spectre reluctantly explains that he unknowingly created Grant as a result of their mother's abuse. So this is the encapsulation of the of, of uh the mental health the, tra- struggle, the trauma yeah the trauma uh that he goes through is that uh his brother drowned in an accidental uh although he led him there uh, uh they were like going on a little adventure or something going on like dinner. a little adventure through like a ridge of some sort and something then involved it, you with know, water flooding yeah, happened and the kid drowned uh and then the mom is just like, I told you to take care of him. You're the one who's just like relentless. Yeah, we see the mom uh, going through some real stages of grief and alcoholism, but also mm-hmm. his father kind of trying to to marry the whole family back together, which yeah. 
just just doesn't land for anybody and i thought yeah. it was like it was very moving to see it was that. sad it very was sad. sad and it very was, moving yeah um heartbreaking to see like you know in terms of having we see this trope all the time having an, uh, an emergency friend an imaginary friend growing up but you find solace and you find comfort because you can make this imaginary friend whoever you need it to be in those mm -hmm. moments of trauma um and I mean, the fact that this kind of did land for me in a, in a um, psychiatry kind of way was, I mean, moving. Yeah. Yeah, I think it largely works, especially in this episode where, where you get the context of how everything, you get the answer. First of all, yeah, you, get answers, you get the answer. Which is, which and the is... answer works for me. And I don't often say that with, with Marvel stuff, but like the, yeah. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he nailed it. I th you know, and Oscar Isaac's performance here is very, very good. Yeah, uh, I thought I was going to have trouble delineating between all the different people he's portraying and, and when he's under the influence of Khonshu and when he's not, when he's Mark and when he's Steven, whatever. But it was so easy because he's so good at he's it. He's so good. I mean, there's one scene, I think it's in episode four, or when he's about to turn back the sky uh where there's where the we literally in one shot get a transition of mark being like all right steven i'm gonna give you control and then i'm just being like right yeah. thanks love yeah, yeah appreciate it and it's just like uh he i don't know he's very yeah. seamlessly able to transition between both the characters and it, uh and in this sequence specifically where he goes to his mother's funeral. So Steven's been calling his mom and leaving messages yeah. for his mom throughout the so series. So sad. Yeah. We imagine uh, someone will never die. And it's like, no, you don't. You're yeah. you're a construct and you're only calling mom because I went to sit Shiva and didn't and couldn't bring myself to do it and disassociated so hard. Yeah. Uh with my mother's death and what that represents. Uh yeah fucking it works and it's yeah. really good and it's largely because i think oscar isaac is uh, such a phenomenal actor and yeah. is able to sell and it as so a well, theater so. major i just have to say you know having been trained in theater and performance like you put so much work and time and energy into a backstory for someone and and you know try to walk on the street of how your actor would or how your um character would walk on the street and like yeah. these minor subtle little changes that happen when he switches switches between mark and steven is just like a huge nod to like how good of an actor he is it's just like you know the way his shoulders move are is different and the way yeah his face the way, kind he, of the way he holds his body yeah you know, it's not just in voice it's 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 exactly. a full performance and yeah. and um you really need a guy like this to be able to sell it and yeah. uh some of the misgivings of the series can be really, you know, forgiven when you just are like, no, nah, I was along for the ride. I was, yeah. I was because I was following, you know, Stephen and Mark through the lens of Oscar Isaac's performance. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If, if there's something that you can't shit talk in the series, it's, it's that Oscar Isaac. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Grant and Spectre reconcile with each other, but their scales fail to balance and hostile spirits attack them, dragging Grant into the duot where he turns to sand. The scales balance and Spectre finds himself in the field of reeds. So, uh, very sharp cut to uh, peaceful, you know, yeah. the, the, the ultimate afterlife. Uh, another MCU reference that they pop in here uh is Tahoet is talking about a uh, Tawaret is is just like oh no this is just this is 
are we in the afterlife? And she's like, well, you're in an afterlife. Yeah. There's multiple afterlives. You should see the you should see the uh, ancestral, ancestral realm. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and that's from Black Panther specifically. Yeah. So it's just their w- kind of one line way of being yeah. like, oh, this explains why <laughs> like yeah. Tony Stark isn't on this boat right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because <laughs> there are, you know, separate. Uh... And we saw Valhalla. So we know of three afterlives yeah. in, uh, in the MCU so far. So my question here is like, okay, yeah. so if you're if you are going to the Egyptian afterlife and you are not, Mark or Steven, if your heart doesn't balance, are you just going to get whipped off that boat by that scary dude and turn into sand? Like, is that the version of hell? I I mean, I think that from my memory of like middle school learning, like if your your scales didn't balance, I think you get cast into like their hell or like their underworld. And I think that they weren't fully doing that here. And we're just, I I think getting dragged and turned into sand by demons is like a pretty solid way of showing that. I don't know. I mean, I didn't, it was, again, not effortful enough for me to think that sure. Tower would actually turn the boat around. So, And again, this is like a, this is a six, this is another series where I'm just like, would another two episodes have benefited the show? It's like so to let it breathe a little bit, like, you know? After, at this point in the show, I'm like, let's wrap it up. I don't know yeah, no. what's going on. And I have too that's many fair. questions and I'm kind of over how complicated this is getting. That's very fair. Uh, and that's a, you know, that, that makes me think like if they had breathed a little bit and we're like, maybe not rushing through everything. I don't yeah. know. Worth wondering. Uh, Harrow kills the avatars of the other Egyptian gods and frees Amit. So that's just like... <laughs> was a funny thing where everyone was just like, oh, no, the gods are going to come and, like, get him because there's no way they're stupid. No, he just is like, fuck the rest of the Egyptian gods. You're gone. Uh, Layla finds Khonshu's Ushabti and releases him, uh, which I thought was a... This was, like, another one of those, like, oh, the CGI is really good in this. When she releases him and they're just, like, in this kind of cramped space and he's just still, like, looming over her uh and having a brief conversation where he's like will you be my avatar and she's yeah. just like fucking no yeah and like i don't know certain things really work for me in this show and certain things just don't so yeah uh specter refuses to stay in the field of reeds and returns to the duat to rescue grant with Towerette's help they escape through the gates of osiris and awaken in their body i think she has a throwaway line where she's like Osiris, you old softy. Yeah. Yeah, you, oh. So it's just like Osiris just the, smiled upon them. Yeah, I didn't really totally get this. And who can, whatever, who can't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know that Osiris's whole deal is that he was murdered like incorrectly, like wrongly. Mm-hmm. So I, I would get that. They didn't mention that in this show, but like that's whole, like, Osiris's whole thing is that he, like his, he was supposed to be the rightful heir to a throne. He was killed by his brother or something, and his wife put the pieces back together. But he's like Lord of the Underworld for that reason. So they I mean, do that was do not... a they do do a solid amount of like, uh, well, you know about this uh, yeah. because of ancient Egypt because you just know about they like when, they, also, when they could have taken a moment. I don't know. Also, at the end of the sentence, they awaken in their body. Are they awaking dead still or like? They are awakening with bullets still in their chest. So like, so like, unless Khonshu gets to them quickly. Just like what had happened with Mark before. Okay. Yes, precisely. 
so Kanchu rebonds with them, restoring their powers. You get that scene where the bullets fall out of his chest as the okay. suit goes on. Layla discovers that Amit can be rebound by multiple avatars and agrees to become the temporary avatar of Towerit. There is, I think, a kind of a fun scene yeah. where she's like walking through a bunch of dead bodies and the dead bodies keep going like, Layla, wait, hey, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to talk to you. <laughs> and she like, co- yeah. Cute little scene of like her being yeah. more right in her. Yeah. Uh, they join Spectre, Grant, and Kanchu in fighting Harrow and Amit. There's also a scene where uh, Mark and Steven in the suit are like negotiating with Kanchu mm-hmm. and are like, uh, hey, you don't get, okay, after this is over, we're done with you. You unbind from, from us. You release us from our bond and you stay away from Layla. And he's like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> I'm I'm F. Murray Abraham, bitch. Harrow uh, overpowers Spectre Grant, but they experience a blackout during which time they somehow defeat Harrow. So uh Great. Another I reason. Fucking hated this. Yeah. It's too easy. How can you not be mad at this? I mean, seriously, it's there's some just... great action sequences in this, and it was it would have been so easy to do that here, but it was you and you don't even get to see it. Like they like they skipped to it, and I was like, oh, so are they gonna see like it on archival footage later, and it'll be like a tease for season two or something like that? No, you just you don't. They're just like building towards a climax, and then don't give you and the then climax. They skip it. It's fucking wild. Uh, and the whole time in the background, there's a giant alligator fighting a giant moon god. Or god. And again, this action sequence where like Harrow is flying through the air using his staff or whatever. And there's a couple cool things where like he grabs on the Moon Knight's cape and then Moon Knight quickly turns into uh, Steve. Yeah. Let's go with the cape and then turns back. Like it's, there's some cool shit going yeah. on. Yeah. And then they fucking skip the end. And. Also, Layla becomes a superhero through uh, Towerette, and mm-hmm. she gets like a winged suit, and like is an. She gets a moment where an Egyptian girl is like, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" And she's like, "Yes, I am." Yeah, she's got some cool like bird wing, gold bird wings. I thought that was yeah. Cool. And then they skip the ending. Yeah. Which is so it's it's in it's legitimately insane to me. Yeah, it's infuriating, and I don't understand how you could justify making that. And it's still up in the air if we're getting a season two. I will say that. Okay. So so there is talk potentially, but I'm I'm I would not be shocked if they just let this be a one season thing. Which that even makes it so much fucking worse. Yeah. That we don't even get to. I don't know. <sighs> Spectre and Layla seal Amit in Harrow's body, imprisoning her, and Khonshu urges Spectre to execute Harrow and Amit. Spectre refuses and orders Khonshu to release him and Grant from their service. Uh, The pair find themselves in the hospital where they reject the vision and choose to continue their new life, protecting the world. Uh, Ladies, Gators. Ladies, Gators. I didn't really get this because I was like, how are you? How? How? Well, it's just that's more like an, an internal thing. Yeah. I think that it was just representative and uh, yeah, worked for me. The ending. In a mid-credits scene, Harrow and Amit are killed by Jake Lockley. 
Spectre's third alter who is still working with Khonshu. Uh, that is ripped right from the comics. That is uh, the answer to all the questions of what was happening when he was blacking out. And we may never get a follow-up. Maisie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts on Moon Knight? Uh, well, also, I just want to say real quick, but something I liked about the mid credit scene is that um, we meet Jake Lockley, but also the car uh, license plate says Spectre. Yeah. And they are in London. Did you catch that when they're driving away? They're, those buildings are buildings in London. So it was like a cool trifecta of the three of them. Oh, the three shit. of their characters. So it was, yeah, the hospital, the London, and then, oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. Like when you see the car driving away, those are like characteristic. That's fucking cool. Skyscrapers okay. in England. Um, God damn. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was entertained by this show. I didn't absolutely love it. It got very complicated at times. I didn't like that. I thought the humor was pretty good. Could have been punched mm. up a little bit more. But as you might say, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's just fine. And uh, there are, it's a frustrating series. For the highs are high and the lows are like, wait, what? Yeah, like, what the fuck? You though? didn't show the fucking ending of the show. Yeah. You didn't do an ending to the show. Wait, yeah. what? Oh my God. Um, so yeah, I would agree. It's fine. It's one of those things where I hope we get a second season because I enjoy Oscar Isaac's performance so much. Uh, and it might make the bad taste of the ending uh, maybe less sour in my mouth. But yeah. To that end, I almost damn, would dude. rather him just be like a, a secondary character in a movie or something. Because if, if another season is this complicated to keep up with, I don't know if I yeah. am on board. Don't do if Moon Knight like season it, two. People liked it generally. I think that um people are comics fans are are annoyed because when they were teasing the stuff earlier about like them having blackouts they were like oh shit that's jake lockley that's his third avatar we're definitely gonna get that and then they didn't they just mm -hmm. kind of get a post-credit scene so people liked it generally like like us we both we both really like oscar isaac's performance uh some of the sequences are kind of cool but that's it that's it. And especially it, since it doesn't really connect to the MCU, it makes it a weird, it makes it an, a weird project yeah. in, in, sort of in general. is yeah. It's in the MCU. It's not in the MCU. It causes problems by being like, okay, so there's Egypt gods that can turn big and turn the fucking night sky backwards. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder how that plays that, into that, other how does that play into Doctor Strange? When how, Doctor how Strange they... goes outside and he sees the sky uh going backwards does yeah. he not like do anything is yeah, he not like or, or hey. like the whole you know time people in uh loki and yeah, like is... <laughs> yeah that who's in sense. charge just like how many times have we seen like i don't know celestials or eternals or someone who can change the whole snap thing and didn't mm -hmm. for some reason yeah and then this is like another reason that we could have gone back in time but mm -hmm. not so and amit was basically doing Genesis, I mean, uh, Amit succeeded in killing like a fair, yeah. fair amount of people in the end yeah. of this, you know, movie. And just a blip on the radar of so we'll speak. never hear about it again. Yeah, an alternate <laughs> kind of blip. Yeah. Yeah. God what's damn. next? Um, so we'll talk about what's next, uh, but I do want to very briefly, we both watched another MCU related thing, uh, which we really don't need to talk about for that long because it was a series of five 
three minute shorts on Disney Plus titled I Am Groot. Uh, Maisie, what did you think of the Groot uh, show? Loved it. I yeah. loved it. It was adorable. Yeah. It was I, I had had a really long day and I was like, I don't really want to invest. And I, I think I thought it was maybe going to be like a 10 minute long short, a couple of those. Me too. And in that regard, I'm a little disappointed, but at the same time, what, yeah. what, what, I what's to be mad I specifically loved the uh, Groot Takes a Bath episode and the Dance Off <laughs> episode. Those were my two favorite. <laughs> they are adorable. And they were like just what the doctor ordered after kind of a long day. They're great. Highly recommend. Takes like five seconds to watch it's them. literally it's a it's a 10 minute endeavor to watch all of the uh yeah. episodes it would take uh, longer to read through cute. the plot synopsis than actually watch it uh they're super cute they uh take place in various points in the guardians timeline it's just group and it as is a vin baby. diesel and when rocket's there it's it is straight up vin diesel oh and it's so fun the rocket stuff you can tell yeah. how low budget this was during the rocket was like 30 frames per second like it was yeah. very kind of very funny to kind of look at him uh in that way but they're cute they're fun they're a nice great. little addition to the mcu i wasn't uh, sure if we were going to do a, a whole five minute episode on it or not no need yeah. okay. no need it was just a cute thing that we watched yeah. um next up uh is a disney plus series that i actually just finished it's called miss marvel what do we're i know watching that not much i know yeah, what do you know about it is okay Miss Marvel. So I would imagine having to do with the powers associated with um, Maria Rambo and uh, Captain Marvel along those lines, maybe mm -hmm. related, maybe not. Uh, and then also it's about a girl from an area not in the US. Uh, right? She's she's Pakistani, but she is a Pakistani American. Oh, okay. Teenager. But that's all I know. So yep. I'm thinking, you know, that's so Raven style crime fighting in high school <laughs> kind of stuff. So we'll see. Um, I adore it. I think it's okay. wonderful. I really think it's great. great. And, uh, and I and I think you're going to really, 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 really like it. Okay. Um, it's it's fun and they 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 have fun with it and it's not too world breaking and it's like not super serious and it's filmed really really in a really fun way great um, that's a really so yeah i don't want to hype it up but okay. uh it, it gave me like it made me be like oh, okay fuck yeah okay and it's like tv pg so it's definitely more on the you know kid side but that's what these things should maybe be i need that maybe so. i need a little bit of that in my life yeah. All right, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time, freaks and geeks. Freak Moon. The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod, and if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624, and Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HaHaTimBridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.